0: Hey, 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 as we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane or where Unscripted Dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. Today, the episode literally is geared around student loans, so we're circling back. So. Just to give people a recap of where everything left off for the current state or previous state. So pretty much everybody was consistently paying on their student loans for an extended period of time, all the way up until COVID. So when COVID hit 2019, right? So when COVID hit sometime in 2019, late 2018, what have you, there was a motion to actually put student loans on hold. For obvious reasons, you know, there was a lot going on. A lot of people were put in bad situations and yeah. So fast forward, it's been three plus years since it's been on hold and I'm, I'm almost going on four and pretty much what's going on now is they're planning on resuming the loans sometime in the next few months here. So payments, payments, payments right. So we're talking about payments. So that would be, was that? No September or is it October sometime?
1: October one of those months. Yeah. It's like it's at 40 million people, maybe is the number that I heard. I've not done my due diligence there, but it's a lot of people back on the hook for making these payments out there after three years of not having them. So. Right. So you can only imagine what current state is with a
0: lot of people, man. They use that money and utilize that money for something else, something totally different, like rent, inflation. So when you think about those things, man, that definitely ate all that money up. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to necessarily work out. I expect a lot of backlash for this situation, but I mean, hey, this is what's going on, you know. Congress said no, as far as forgiving multiple people for loan forgiveness or whatnot. So I guess current state with how you feel about loan forgiveness, man, Marcus, what would you say about loan forgiveness as far as them like denying the motion to forgive X amount of millions of people for, uh, you know, like up to what was it all, up to like $20,000 off of their, their student loans. Like, even if say that that w- would have happened or whatever, were you like looking forward to that happening? I guess is the best question to ask.
1: No, I was not looking forward to it because my trust levels of the people that had to make these decisions is zero. So what I think the way, the way I see it and I'll get into it a little bit later is that we take a lot of what other people are doing and we come to rely on these people that we don't know right. to create solutions for us and i think that's part of the issue that we have here is that when all that when everything was happening i was just watching and i said oh okay well they gave us a break for making payments all right this is an opportunity for me to work on some things do some more stuff i have I have a bit more of a runway now with this That's how I saw it. I saw it as an opportunity, not more so a a break. Like it it wasn't a time to not, it was a time to take action. It wasn't a time to chill and just wait, which I know a good, which a good percentage of people probably never thought this day would come where we have to start paying these loans back. But I believe what I'm trying to explain is that I have zero trust in the ability for other people to reduce this debt for me and that it is a, or oh, my responsibility to take actions that are going to reduce the debt is, I guess that's the way, that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah, so in other words, you took oh. full accountability for what you participated in and you're not really necessarily looking for a handout like other people are per se. I think that's a very grown up way of looking at things. <laughs> despite, unpopular opinion. Yeah. yeah, despite, unpopular, you know, yeah, definitely unpopular opinion. You know, a lot of people feel like they were kind of bambles that's another thing, Yeah. know,
1: hustle, the hustle for college. Yeah. A hundred percent like to get the, the, the debt that I acquired was because I was hustled and I didn't know any better, but as far as the, like the weight of the responsibility, it falls on me now, but yeah, I got hustle and that's, yeah. I mean, it happened to millions of us, but you can't, yeah. we, we can't go back in time is, is what I'm trying to communicate.
0: Well, if I can give people a recommendation, man, you know, I would strongly advise certain people to start looking into like loan forgiveness and assistant programs. You know, I guess we could start with the basics as far as like income driven repayment plans. If you know that it's well out of your scope of paying for anything, I would strongly advise you to more or less try, you know, try to get into an income driven repayment plan. I think that that would be very suitable for you prior to covid or prior to the break and the break period i would like to call it i was on the income driven repayment plan and you know so, yeah like that actually saves you you know what i'm saying <laughs> rather than you paying like what like a a ben a mercedes-benz car note <laughs> on on your student loans man like something ridiculous so i would highly advise you to do so but also look for any advantages that you can find When I started and got my, what you call, quote unquote, big boy job, that I was working in a public service environment. So I was working for the government. And so I qualified for the public service loan forgiveness. And for anybody that is in public service, I think you should definitely try your luck at that. That would be being in that program. the, The rule of thumb is you put in 10 years and after those 10 years or those 120 payments, your loans will be forgiven. Now, the good thing is, after years and years of no action being taken on those people that well surpassed that, there has been some motion on those people that were well overdue, and actually some of those people got their money back from overpaying, as long as you had the credentials and all the information that you needed to, you know, supply with them to say like, hey, I'm entitled for a refund, hey, I'm entitled for loan forgiveness, so with that being said, I'm in that program. I'm going through the process and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. The process ain't easy. They make it hard. You know, it's, it's not even just the customer service or people that you deal with. It's, it's, it's everything. The paperwork and everything. Like I even went to the IRS. I'll give you an example. I went to the IRS and got some W-2 information. And then they come back and tell me that I need the exact W-2 that came from the employer. And I'm Pretty like,
1: wild.
0: I'm like, how does yeah, that like, supersede the IRS? <laughs> you see my social security information here. You see, you see the exact amount of money that I made in that allotted time that I submitted for you. And you still say I need some more documentation.
1: That's wild. So That's cool. go ahead. I want, to, I want to ask you a question about this, Joe. Go so for it. What do you think public service, student loan forgiveness, What does that indicate for you as far as why that's being offered to people who do public service type jobs? Why do you think that's being offered to that particular subset of people?
0: I feel like you owe them. You know what I'm saying? They're they're serving the greater good, in my opinion. It's not necessarily a for-profit thing when you're working in public service. It's not. It can be in some 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 capacities, but realistically if you're doing public service man, literally like you should be I feel like you shouldn't even have to pay for your student loans. Cause imagine being a teacher and you worked all this time and you're not even getting paid that much coin anyways if you're just a teacher. I'm not talking about like a principal or administrator or anything like that. Just a teacher. You know, you're pretty much at a set rate and you're kind of locked in a certain set rate until you like really put in some time. And even when you put in that time, it's still not enough because, say, you have kids now and you have a home now. You know what I'm saying? You got other things that come into play. It, it kind of like doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> so, honestly, what I'm trying to say is like for those people that really like wake up every morning and they give their heart on time and their effort into the giving back to their communities or whatnot, or the community that they're serving, whether they lived outside the community, but they work in this specific district or whatever, however you want to phrase that. I think they do owe some kind of merit. And you know what I'm saying? If they're not going to get paid that much salary-wise, how come they can't be compensated in a way where they don't have as much debt? I feel like that's valid. But there's valid arguments against it too. But I think that that's very valid considering the type of service that's there. And we're not even talking about social work. We're talking about teachers. So just think along those lines of those people where you're like, ooh, I would hate to have their job in certain situations. Yeah, those people definitely deserve all the credit. Think about a firefighter. Think about a policeman. You know what I'm saying? They do things that you would not even dare do. So what most of us wouldn't, anyways. Is that what you're getting at as far as asking my opinion?
1: Yeah, I wanted your opinion because mine is completely different. And I think that what... What's that, what that says to me is public service jobs don't pay that's nope, what that tells don't. me number one they don't pay it also tells me that i have to if I want to receive forgiveness on my loan, that I have to do a, a sentence a prison sentence basically for like ten years service I have, yeah. I have to do a i have to do a bid a bid for ten years yeah to get that reduced that sounds like and I'm somebody. I've had these jobs. There's no way I make it ten years of public service. There's no way. So, I mean, me to... I, I did myself. So I, I agree with you. So that's that's a broken that's a broken system. So I think if you're someone, not to say those the jobs are essential, they serve a purpose, but if that's the track you want to go on, you need to have another source of income. Pretty Absolutely. much, like no, there's no. I don't think that should even be negotiable. Because I work with those. I've had the job. I work with those people that struggle to pay cover a lot of things financially. No, like I'm not doing that because it doesn't pay. And truth being told, most of those people that I work with have side hustles,
0: whether they do like tutoring or they do some type of like sport, extracurricular sport, where they're like to, you know, teaching somebody like some kind of skill set for something. Like most of these people do have second jobs or side hustles going on.
1: Yeah. And I think that if we understand that going into it, if you understand that, then it's not as much of a burden if you really want to commit your career, like your life to that. But that's still, those jobs are stressful depending on what you're doing. So listen, if you're doing public service, like I, I say, there needs to be a national holiday for those folks, but you can have that and you can see me volunteering, but I won't be working there unless it's for free on my own time. But the thing that, I guess the thing that when, when we, when we look at the student debt, like the debt that a lot of us, a lot of us have. I asked myself, I asked myself, I said, how did I get here? Like, how, how did I get to the point to where I had this debt? And a lot of other people had this debt too. And I think a, a lot of it or a piece of it is that we do, as people, we do a good job of adding complexity to our lives. Like yes. we do a really good job of that. And most things that we have right now that we own people, the big things, they're based, they're debt. It's debt. So we have a, an exceptional habit. Good, We're very good at buying things we can't afford with money that we don't have. We're really good at that And the root cause. And that's why I say we go back as I try to re- reverse engineer how a lot of us got here is that we went to college on debt. Like we couldn't afford it, but we, we did that because that was what was presented as a path and it was presented as it was okay. But clearly we now know that it doesn't work as it was advertised. So there's a, and it's not, Listen, I'm not going to be on this show. You listen to this long enough, you know. I'm not going in script, in the, doing scriptures and all those things like that. But there's a saying that's in the Bible. I think it's said it. I don't know, it's in like Proverbs, something. But it says the rich it says like the rich rule, rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. So somebody knew right that a very long time ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> so just dealing with this, this. Yeah, this debt situation and understanding just that all of us, like all this debt that we're paying, we're just making somebody else rich. And because of that, because we buy things that we can't afford, because we continue to make this decision, and then we add complexity on top of it, right? So I remember the first time I was making the most money I've ever made, I was buying a bunch of dumb stuff that I didn't really need, right? So now I have all these expenses that are tied to those things. But they really, it's just material stuff. It doesn't mean anything. But because I made more money, I thought, oh, bet. All right, let me go buy more stuff. Let me go buy more high ticket things. Right now I have more debt. Now I have all these other things that I can't afford, you know, to keep long term things. That you just have to kind of give away or sell or things like that. So it's really understanding that if you can't afford it, like if you really cannot afford it and you don't know the difference between like good debt and bad debt and making certain investments in pockets like that should you even make that purchase to begin with? Like, is there another alternative? Is there a cheaper alternative? And understanding the 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 rationale behind why you're making that purchase anyway. So that just goes back to when I say you're adding complexity, it's because you're adding this, like you're taking a vacation, but you can't afford it. But you need the vacation to get away from your job, the job that you go to because you have all this debt that you can't pay. So you're like a, a slave on multiple levels, and probably most people don't even realize it. So just think if we, so well, you how, go ahead, if, so. well, no, I think you, what you're saying is great, but how
0: do we get to the people that aren't privy to this information? You know what I'm saying? We're like the people that weren't privy to it and we went through it and like, now we're in the mud, you know what I'm saying? Some deeper than others. Right. But we're in the mud. So how do you tell those people that are neighboring the mud and thinking about getting their feet wet? Like, how do you, how, like, at what age group, I guess, would be appropriate to kind of like meet them and to a point where you think that they would actually comprehend or actually will reconsider like what's going on? Like, what kind of message would you say to like an eighteen-year-old or a sixteen-year-old as far as being cautious before they actually, get this money, you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you go about that when they don't even understand anything about finances?
1: Well, they should before before that for what. But it's about a lot of, a lot of the things we do. I know I'm trying to be conscious of of time here, but a lot of the things that we look at and we see, it's not real. It's not real. We want, we want all the stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't really look like that or what, like I can remember like when you buy a pair of nice shoes or you buy like something just nice, this material, but then you couldn't afford it. Like I've bought nice like material things or nice clothes right? I couldn't really afford it. I just wanted it because I thought it was going to make me feel better, but that money is probably better spent somewhere else. So you see, you see these outcomes like we see outcomes, but then, but there's a series of actions that need to take place for that action before that outcome to even make sense for the person. What happens is we just jump to the end result, and that's why we buy a lot of stuff that we can't really afford. Is because we want the end game, but really, what's happening is the game really has just turned into we just going to be leveled up, like. Levered with all this debt—that's really what it's turned into. So, as far as a a younger person, you have to ask yourself the way. So, there's the way things work right now. It doesn't work. I mean, it works for the people who profit, but it doesn't work for the people that it hurts. Right. So, right. I look at it like this: is that the way we look at everything? As far as what life looks like at 18, as an adult, that whole thing, that whole framework, needs to be broken. It needs to be broken completely. But I would also say that just to understand for, just for people that are making payments, that every payment that you make, even the things we make, like payments now, like credit card, car, mortgage, phone bill, that buys you 30 days, it buys you a month. So every time you make a payment, like every time I make a payment on a loan or something or whatever payment I'm making, I know I got 30 days to go out there and kill it just so I can next month hopefully come back with enough resources. So one day eventually just squash it and it's nothing. But you're really, when you're making those payments, you're buying time. It's not you're making a payment, you're buying time to take action. And that's and that's what I really wanted, wanted to convey. And we go through, I know there's a lot of people right now that are watching the news, they're depressed. Like they're go, they're going through like the five stages of grief, right? Like the five stages of grief, if you're not familiar, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We need to go how I live my life what I would, I think would be helpful for a lot of people is you go straight to acceptance because acceptance is what allows you to take action. That denial, bargaining, that back and forth, being depressed, that doesn't really do anything for you. Like the actions that you take and accepting kind of your fate is what empowers you to take, take action that actually will, will make change. And that's different if you go on the front lines, like in the, like with the politicians and stuff, doing your thing, trying to get legislation and things move. Right. But if you just sit on your couch, just waiting for other people, like you're not doing anything, you're just watching. So I'm not going to be, you're not going to find me in D.C. trying to, or talking to my representative. My way to do it is to work on my business, go to work, do what I need to do, produce on my end. That's what I do with my 30 days that I have every time I make those payments. So if we cannot, I mean, it's okay to be upset, but I think we need to live more in the action like in the action phase, but I think just the last thing is I go, just cause I know a lot of people are going out buying stuff that you can't afford. Just, just know that, I mean, it's just life, like it's just life. And you know, that like, like with that proverb I share, just like the players, the players are going to change, but the game is going to stay the same. So just be mindful and get on the right side of things. But i close on that. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Nothing, you know,
0: better than taking matters into your own hands. That way you don't have to necessarily depend on anybody but yourself. I'm pro that all day, every day, considering how things turned out for us in this situation. But I think just to wrap things up, one of the most important things is, man, it's, I think it's very essential to note that the people need to Take consideration of your eligibility criteria, like your requirements and terms of loan and forgiveness programs, and just realize that some of these policies can change over time. As you can see, with Marcus and myself graduating, we had no idea that there would be like a way out. Don't get me wrong; that way out still kind of like a scam to us, but it's moving towards that direction. Like it's moving in the right direction where you see some people actually like find their way through. So. I don't know if that's a, a, a strategy of them giving you false hope, but what's happening is more and more people are starting to see how impactful this situation is on the younger generations. And now some of them are like, oh my God, what have we done? And that's the kind of conversation you want to happen, especially when it comes to the powers that may be for them to work out some kind of situation that may not may. You may not be totally debt-free right off bat, but they can work out some kind of situation where you can get on a payment plan where you pay far less than what you were probably proposed to pay. So I say, tune in, think about that stuff. I also recommend that you consult with like government so- sources. So that would be like the loan servicers and the financial advisors. So you can stay on top of things. And also, most importantly, receive accurate information. So with
1: that being said, man, thank y'all for tuning in and take care. Be safe. Later.